Hey everyone, this is Sambal Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our Sometimes podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. Hey, it's been a hot minute. It has been a minute. I think it's been more than a minute, like many minutes. It's it's been many months. I think it's been since March. Oh my God, is that really true? I feel terrible, but the last couple of months have just been an actual blur. Yeah, I want to tell our... 10 listeners that we are not fighting. Um, no, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> we, we've probably seen each other more in the last <laughs> few months than uh, ever. Uh, it, we've just been really, really busy. So we'll fill you in on what we've been working on um, the last uh, many, many months. But first, we're going to share what we're watching on TV. Well, you go first because I feel like I'm... I'm not doing a good job being a TV watcher right now. So I am finishing the last season of Grace and Frankie. Uh, and oh, I watched like the first season. That one's so cute. I love that show. So, so cute. Jane Fonda and like <laughs> Lily, um, Tomlin. <laughs> Lily Tomlin are just the cutest. And it's really funny. I, I've been watching it for years and this is the last season. So I'm like. Oh, I only have six episodes left, so I'm going to be, re- you know how I feel when shows end. I get super sad. Oh, gosh. I'll order the flowers now. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, so I've been watching that. I finished season two of Hacks. Oh, um, I'm in the middle of that. I keep meaning to go back to it. I've just been so, like, I don't know, flighty lately. Yeah, get in your TV game. Well, you're maybe, you know, I've had COVID twice, as you know. So I've had uh, a lot of TV time for myself. So uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, I'm all better now. Thank goodness. But uh, I hope thank everyone. Because the, the, t- the week that I had to do all of the things that you do every week. No, thank you. <laughs> There's so many things. Right. I don't, I don't know how you do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. It's why I'm 40 pounds heavier. Um, uh, but yeah, it, yeah. So I did get a break. Thank you for covering. Um, but yeah, so a lot of TV watching. So I don't know if we've talked about this on this podcast. It has been so long, but the, my favorite show that I have watched recently is Heartstopper. Oh yeah. Did you see it? So cute. So cute. So it's like a queer coming of age story that happens in, in England and it is the sweetest, sweetest show. And Olivia Coleman who plays the queen she's famous for playing the queen um is she has this like crazy just like walk on roll where she's in like i don't know four seasons scenes everyone else is like a total like no one's ever seen them before in their whole lives and then she's like the mom of one of these teenage boys who fall in love and um oh she has the best scene at the the last the last show where you know he comes out to his one of the I don't want to spoil it, but one of the boys comes out to the queen and her reaction is just priceless. So, um, I, I definitely recommend that if you liked like Ted Lasso or any of those like feel good kind of shows, Heartstoppers on Netflix. Um, it's only like, I think eight episodes, just so, so. Oh yeah. I binged it so quickly. So yeah, viewer uh, to our listeners, we've given you some good shows. So if you have rest, let us know. <laughs> definitely let us know. I'm in the, I'm in the market. Um, because like I said, I keep starting a show and I'm like, eh, starting. Oh my God, yeah. You eh. texted a uh, true story. Alana texted last night at, <laughs> like, I don't know what time being like, 
what am I watching? Yes. <laughs> like, okay, what am I watching? And I, I don't think you wrote me back. I think I went to bed, honestly. Yeah. I'm such a Yeah. I, I started that. Um, I watched the first episode of Candy with Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Um, yes. It was okay. like the first episode was like bonkers. Um, but it might not be like, I just, I don't know that I'm in the mood for some like psychological thriller. I just want another Ted. I want Ted Lasso to come out with season three. I want another Heartstopper. Like I want just feel good, happy, joyful, like serotonin shows. So if, if, it's, if, yeah. if people have those, please, please send them to me. I need a, I need a new serotonin show. <laughs> yeah, this is a good segue into why we need this because the world is it's really challenging these days. It's very challenging. I mean, I know I have been in like a deep, dark spiral, even though we knew um, the Supreme Court was going to, you know, effectively strike down Roe v. Wade last, was that last week, the week before? Um, I just felt like when it happened, it was, I was just so unprepared. Just so unprepared for how much of a shift we we are all going to be facing, not just with Roe v. Wade, but it feels like just a, a preview of what's to come around some of the, the rights that have been fought for that just, I, I just like, can't believe it, especially as a, a mom um, to a teenage, a couple of teenagers, right? Just kind of talking with them about how the world is just a really messed up place for them right now, for all of us. Right. And, you know, as a city, we can't do much around federal law, but there are a few things we can do. And so we as a council, uh, we put forward in response to this ruling, uh, asking the law department to draft ordinance language that mirrors the executive order that was uh, issued by Governor Baker that states that in Cambridge, our agencies and public safety officers will not spend any time or resources uh, on assisting another state who's looking to, you know, per- persecute a resident um, of, an, of that state for securing an abortion or any other reproductive health care services that are legal here. Yeah, so Governor Baker, you know, it seemed like um, his administration, you know, once that memo leaked um, about Roe v. Wade, that they kind of jumped into action and said, okay, what's the executive order? What can we do here in Massachusetts to ensure that, you know, pregnant people who are coming to Massachusetts to secure abortions will not, you know, there will be no resources spent uh, by the state of Massachusetts in helping other states. And so this this order that um, you put forward and was co-sponsored by myself, Councillor Nolan and Councillor Simmons, um, is really to effectively say the same thing here in Cambridge, just to strengthen our city's ordinances, um, and and really just as a, a show to to the residents here that you know we're, we're doing what we can to protect not only our residents but residents from other states. Just to um, so hopefully we can get that language um, rolling pretty soon. Um, the second thing that we can do relates to crisis pregnancy centers, uh, which shockingly there are over thirty of them here in Massachusetts. None of them exist in Cambridge, but you know, when you look at the list of around 30 uh, crisis pregnancy centers, they're in Brookline, they're in Boston, they're everywhere, and they have really deceptive names. You know, it looks like you would go there to get abortion services or counseling or, you know, your range of options. But these centers, they 
purport to provide a full array of services, including abortion and counseling, but they're largely funded by pro-life groups and have really deceptive practices. So uh, Senator Warren has been talking about how to legislate them in the past couple of weeks, and Attorney General Healy's office actually issued a consumer advisory warning yesterday about them, cautioning that the organizations do not provide comprehensive reproductive health care and instead typically offer misleading information about the services that they offer. So last Monday night, uh, Councillor Zondervan and I introduced language that would fine any crisis pr pregnancy center in the city of Cambridge should they open $300 a day for any instances of deceptive practices, um, like an ordinance that's actually in, in existence in Somerville was um, put in by um, Councillor Strezzo earlier this year. But it also asked the solicitor's office if we can have an outright ban on these centers opening in Cambridge. So I think you signed on to that one. Uh, Councillor Nolan signed on to that one. Um, I'm just hoping that you know we can send a strong message as the city of Cambridge that we um, these crisis pregnancy centers are not welcome here. Definitely. You want to know something wild? I didn't even tell you this, but you know my cousin in Mississippi, she's a physician, and her neighbor on her street is that. Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Finch, who um, filed this case and has been working on this case. Oh, and how nice. She was just like, yeah, so she was just, you know, telling me about kind of that the weeks leading up to that. And there was some all this weird stuff that, you know, was happening. And um, anyway, I was just like, wow, she lives on your street. Well, I did just um, see on Twitter too, I haven't, I'm now on this person, I haven't even read the article, but it looks like Supreme Court justices prayed with right-wing evangelical advocates um, and then cited them to overturn Roe v. Wade. So that's yeah. something. Um, so yeah, there, there's not a lot that we can do here in Cambridge, but what we are, what we can do, we are doing. And so hopefully um, we will have some updates on that um, very soon. Um, yeah, so I think Sumble mentioned that we have been very busy <laughs> since March. Um, I think one of those things that we've been really busy with is the city manager, the new city manager, uh, the search that just uh, we ended up concluding on June 6th and voting forward a new city manager. Uh, we hired Ian Wang, um, who was a Cambridge resident who was uh, formerly of Boston Medical Center. Um, and it was a, a really amazing process the last, you know, six months getting from the very beginning and, and doing that community engagement work um, to actually voting forward a new city manager. And we're um, currently in contract negotiations with him. Not sure when he's going to start, but um, our current city manager, Louis Dupasquale, his last day was actually Tuesday, July 5th. And um, we have an acting interim city manager in the um, commissioner of the Department of Public Works, Owen O'Reardon, who started yesterday. So it has, uh, it was quite a ride, <laughs> I have to say. Um, a, a really amazing process to go through uh, with the community, with the city council. And I cannot thank you, your office, um, the city council members enough for really, um, we really all pulled together and did this thing together. It was really amazing. Um, to work on it with with all of my colleagues and and get us to this place where we actually have a new city manager um starting hopefully i'm assuming either mid-august or early september at this point well folks 
Alana did so much work. So really thank you. Uh, we, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot. I mean, I think that's kind of the, what the city council has been working on. People have been like, what else have you been doing? It's like, you know, we've been really had our hands full with this, everything from the community engagement in the beginning to oh, the ad hocs and the, the you know, plenary, you know, meetings to the interviews. I can't believe it all happened, to be honest. I know I have had a lot of people say to me over the past month, like, wow, we really didn't think you guys could pull this off. <laughs> like we really, like we, we, we saw the dates and we were like, okay, lady, good luck. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, as a city council, we were really committed to keeping to the deadline and to the timeline. And we ended up with four really amazing finalists. Um, you know, I think there were, I wasn't on the preliminary screening committee, you were Councillor Nolan, Councillor Carlone, and Councillor Simmons, um, but you guys got that list down from, like, what was it, 32 people to interviewing 10 and four finalists that were presented to the Cambridge community um, in early June. So it was, um, you know, I think there was a lot of lessons learned, for sure. I hope mm -hmm. we don't have to do it again for a while, <laughs> um, but I definitely think that if we were to do it again, um, I've, you know, I would do some things differently, but I, I'm very pleased with the outcome. I think, uh, I think Ian will be a, just a very different type of leader. And, um, I, I'm already very heartened by the amount of time that he, and care that he spent in the community and, and having meetings and really getting up to speed. I mean, you and I had a meeting with him a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, wow, you really have your finger on the pulse already of, um, sort of some of the things that I, I think you and I were going to like talk about at the meeting. Um, and so it does seem like he's very committed to, to doing a lot of the prep work so that when he walks in the door, you know, whenever it's August or September that, you know, he's ready to roll. And, you know, I have to thank um, the members of the Cambridge uh, community and the, the department heads and everybody who's been willing to do that those meetings with him just to get him up to speed. I think, you know, it, it really, it's boding well for um, a smooth transition. And I really think that Owen O'Reardon as acting city manager uh, this summer will, it will be a great transition to the new administration. Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with him for sure. So another thing we've both been busy on and it's kind of been, it, it's been, you know, simultaneously, happening as well uh, has been around the ad hoc selection committee for the city charter. And so per the passage of the ballot initiatives in November, 2021, the committees, this committee will review the current planning charter. Uh, there will be some committee forums and they'll gather input um, and recommend changes they believe will improve and you know, modernize Cambridge's structure and governments. Uh, and this will be brought to the city council. So, uh, this is the first time this is happening uh, in, I think, 80 years. So there's really, there is not really a how-to guide to do it in Cambridge. So my office and Councillor Nolan have been kind of involved in around the, uh, you know, how to, you know, the consultants we engage to help us do this work. Um, but prior to that, you and I and Councillor Toner and Councillor Nolan were selected by the city council to be the ad hoc selection committee to review 122 applicants. Which, which, is, was, which is really wild. Like wild. 122 people 
and the city of Cambridge are willing to like dedicate a, a year, right? Yeah. Of their life, um, really looking deeply at the charter and, and convening these meetings. So that's amazing. I'm, I was surprised to see that number. I was excited and surprised. Yeah. So we, we worked on that and we got that uh, announcement uh, that came out on the first last Friday. Uh, and so well, there'll be more information about the committee and uh, that process uh, coming, but uh, stay tuned. So that that's that's work that's happening. And so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And I, I don't want to toot our own horn, but um, I think the four of us really put together a strong group of people that really reflect the diversity um, of our city. You know, there's, there's a lot of great people on this, um, on a, the charter review committee. And then there's folks that like, would just are really, really interested that we, you know, I don't, I don't know who some of these people are. And I think that's the most exciting thing about this group of people is that, you know, it's not just the usuals. Like we really intentionally were like, we don't want, we want to make sure that it's not just, um, people that have, that are always on task forces or are always on committees, um, right. really hear some, some really new voices. Um, I think that's one of the things we learned through the city manager search is that if you, if you do great engagement and you, you know, these, these folks are going to be reaching out to their, like, they're going to be the, the anchors into the community. So it was really important to get 15 people who have very, very different communities that they belong to, um, to make sure that we have as wide of a, a process as possible. Right, right. So yeah, that's an exciting update about what we've been also working on. Another update on the school committee end is that there, there's finally uh, a, an agreement around uh, our educators' contracts. And so I want to really recognize Vice Chair Rachel and Member Fantini who were on the bargaining committee to really help uh, move this forward. And so some of the highlights uh, are the you know overall cost of salary increases, which you know we it's about six point six million, and so um, we'll, uh, CPS teacher salary is increasing by um, six thousand six hundred forty-two percent to forty-two dollars. So that's a seven point three percent increase. Uh, we'll also be um, having we've we've expanded our benefits for paid parental leave. Um, in connection with the birth adoption or foster placement of a child. Um, so that's, you know, they'll have access to eight weeks of paid parental leave. There's other um, things in the contract around an updated educator evaluation. Uh, this is really important. So we'll, we'll be working on that. Uh, this will be updated to align with the state expectations, which were updated in 2018. Uh, so happy about that. And so, yeah, just glad we were able to come to a resolution. Um, we'll have to be negotiating again uh, fairly soon, but glad that's over with. Yeah, thanks to you and to uh, member Rachel and member Fantini. I know this was a, a long slog and it got, um, you know, it got publicly messy, right? I mean, I I think everybody's probably seen those signs on people's yards. So I know that that can be really, really difficult, but it seems like, um, you know, it got to a good place. So thank you to the three of you for hanging in there and, and really kudos to, to Dr. Greer and the 
Education Association for staying at the table. Um, I think, like I said, things can get messy, but it sounds like an outcome um, was reached. And um, like you said, you'll be back at the bargaining table soon, um, but hopefully this is a good um, foundation for Dr. Greer um, as she moves forward yeah. with other contract negotiations. Definitely. Uh, it was good to kind of do this, you know, before we, as we wrapped, as the graduation season um, ended. So I had a lot of eighth grade graduations to go to. Those were very interesting, including for you. That's right. Chester. I had a, I had an eighth grader graduate. I enjoyed bringing my own chair to graduation. Um, <laughs> I was just like sitting there thinking about the DPW yard and just how many folding chairs the city of Cambridge owns and can just <laughs> drop off. <laughs> just wild. Uh, yeah. So I know, I know. The, the graduations, as I mentioned to you, really ranged in a lot of ways. So well, I'm hoping that after those graduations, there is sort of a post graduation recap meeting to talk about next year. Hundred <laughs> lessons learned and um, continuity across um, different school communities, etc. Because uh, I think there are definitely some some lessons learned there. I mean, I'm just I'm thrilled uh, that my own daughter is now moving on to the high school, and now I have just one school to worry about <laughs> for both my kids. Um, but yes. you had to miss your last graduation, which is like the greatest. I um, cried. I, I actually cried. I'm so sorry. And it was like outside and everything. Like, I feel like you totally could have gone, but you did the right thing by staying home. Um, but it was I very funny. It. I watched the entire thing from my bed. It was the day before I got a phone call from Sumble saying, um, hi, I have COVID. Can you do the graduation speech tomorrow at zero less? And I was like, <laughs> what like you know that I hate speaking in public and you know that I especially hate speaking like that was so many people um but it turned out fine and um I think it was just so nice I have to say like well first of all so my my son went to the Tobin Montessori school so he was in a you know the Tobin Montessori you know your three-year-olds four-year-olds and five-year-olds are all in the same um cohort so the kids that are graduating or graduated, so many of the kids that you know were in his cohort as four-year-olds when he was a three-year-old walked across that stage, and I was like <laughs> an obnoxious person. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so and so! Give me a hug! Oh my god, I can't believe you're graduating! Give me a hug!" Um, but it was just really nice to have such a connection. You know, we've gone to those CRLS graduations before, definitely before times, um, and certainly we knew the youth council members. But this was like I knew so many kids walking across the stage, and it just made it really special. Um, for me so I'm sad that you had COVID I'm sad that you weren't there but like it was really it was amazing for for me to be there and, and watch so many young people that I I knew when they were four years old just like crossing that stage wearing their cap and gown and you know having plans for what's next like you know that's gonna well, I'm be glad you got to I'm glad you got to be there I know there are some I think some of your friends were really happy that you were there I know they were like it was, it was so sad the mayor wasn't there but um <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see you up there, but yeah, so I'm sorry that you missed it because it was a, a really joyful event. Um, you know, it was the first time in two years that there has been an actual graduation, you know, 2020, there wasn't one 
at all except for online. And then 2021, it was just very small at Danahy, right? People just walked across the stage and all the, the speeches were taped. And I, you know, it was, <clears throat> I heard from so many people afterwards that was, you know, the experience of going and watching your kid graduate with other families that you started this, you know, this crazy parenting journey with in kindergarten, it's just so special. Um, and then, it, you know, it made us all realize what some of those kids really lost and some of those families really lost and not having those that like really momentous occasion. I know. I know. I get, yeah, I'm just super sad, but what can you do? Gotta stay, make people, you know, be safe. So that's right. That's right. But you know, I'm just, I've, I'm just glad that these guys, that things are like feeling a little bit more normal. Um, you know, I say that like with a COVID positive case in my house where I have to like wear a mask mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere in my house right now, things are getting back to normal. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of COVID, we've got some updates um, for the week ending Saturday, June 25th. There were 321 new Cambridge cases, which translates to a seven day average of 35.4 cases per 100,000 residents. The CDC is estimating that Omicron subvariants constitute about 100% of new COVID infections in the Northeast. Subvariants BA2, 12, 1 and BA2 account for approximately 44% of new infections and subvariants BA4 and BA5 account for the rest um, of those 56%. So still be careful out there. It's so nice that it's been um, nice outside and people can gather and meet safely together outside. But um, my, I'm telling you, my husband um, woke up Saturday morning. and was like, oh, my nose is runny and I have a little tickle in my throat. And I was like, you should take a test. And sure enough, I uh, had had COVID. So if you experience any symptoms at all, just grab a test, just check it out because the earlier you can start quarantining, um, the better you're not infecting, uh, you know, your people who live in your house or, or others. And if you need some tests, you can contact my office, um, and we can get you some tests. Uh, or you can, you know, if you go to CVS, you can get four free tests. With and I, just, I just got eight more from the government. They just sent them to my house. So you, you may be eligible for a third round of um, COVID tests if you go onto the 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 federal website um, through the postal post office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other <coughs> other updates and events coming up. Uh, we have um, tomorrow a Bollywood night. Not tomorrow. Sorry, July twelfth, a Bollywood night. Um, please come. Uh, it was really fun. Samosas and henna from five to six, and then we'll have performances and a, we'll have a lesson and then performances from six to eight. So definitely come Tuesday, July 12th. That's next week. Um, and I'm so sad be... to be missing that. I will be away. Yeah. But I look forward to seeing all the pictures. Doing fun things again is really fun. Right. It's like, it, it was really fun last year. And it's... is that Starlight again? That's Starlight. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, folks, please come to, to Starlight and come dance. Well, uh, I, that's, the, the big question is really what your mom is going to wear. I know, right? And what I, can fit, and what I can fit into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we laugh because it's true. Okay. Um, the other thing that we wanted to flag for everybody's attention is the Cambridge Summer Food Program started uh, 
on Tuesday. The program, which is operated out of the Department of Human Services, provides free breakfast and lunch and dinner meals to Cambridge children and youth every day at locations across the city. So that program is open to all Cambridge residents 18 and under. No identification is required to get a meal. And there are vegetarian options uh, at every location. So uh, if you want more information, including the meal site locations, you can visit cambridgema.gov slash summer food. Um, there are also gonna be summer food available at um, community programs and um, snacks to children and families who attend the Screen on the Green family movie nights, which are super fun. Um, so if you're attending any of those, there will be free snacks for your kids, um, but definitely check out cambridgema.gov slash summer food if you need um, food assistance this summer, we have it. Great, and the Cambridge Housing Authority, the Tenant Council and Cambridge Police Department are holding community game nights every Monday and Wednesday from 5.30 to 7.30 at the Newtown Court Playgrounds starting July 6th and continuing through August 31st, 2022. Games will be played, including soccer, dodgeball, Jenga, Monopoly, Connect Four, Cards and More. Um, so definitely join uh, if, if you want uh, those community game nights. So speaking of Jenga, um, have you checked out the new beer garden over at the, the Apple Cinemas parking lot? I have not. Oh my God. It's so cute. Um, it's the same people that I, I just went, when was that? Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it's the same people that own the Phoenix landing in central square. They've opened up this big beer garden, like right in the Apple cinemas parking lot. And there's a tent and, um, they have the giant, you know, games of connect Four, big Jenga. There's a bunch of stuff to do and it's really fun. And the people that own it are so nice. They would happen to be there when I was there and, um, got to talking about, um, you know, why they wanted to open it. And um, they're just, they're great people. Stop by, um, you know, I was just saying recently, like, why doesn't Cambridge have any beer gardens? And here it is. So go support, um, you know, a nice new local business and um, play some Jenga, play some Connect Four, have some fun. Doing fun things again is fun. And you can bring in food? Yeah, so you can order. I think they have a, um, you can order from Mama Goose and they deliver it. Oh my gosh, whoa. I know, I know. I um I didn't know that uh, while we were there, and I was like kind of hungry. Um, but then I saw in Cambridge Day, Tom Meek does like these um, restaurant reviews, and so he reviewed it and was like, <laughs> "There, I just ordered Mama Goose. They delivered it right to me. It was delicious. It was hot because it's right down the street." Oh my god, I'd love Mama Goose. I know. <laughs> I know he he ordered like a, a fried chicken like tender sandwich and like the picture of it. I oh. was, God, I would have crushed that, crushed it. <laughs> Inhaled it. So yeah, check that place out, get some mama goose, bring some friends, have some fun. Good, good. Uh, what else? Anything else we want to update folks on? I think the, the last thing to update folks on is there's going to be um, a second meeting on the Garden Street Safety Improvement Project. The Traffic Parking and Transportation Department is going going to hold an online community meeting on Tuesday, July 12th, same night as Bollywood, same time. So um, it will be recorded. So you'll be able to see it if you're interested in what's happening. But that, that project will install separated bike lanes along Garden Street from Huron Avenue to Mason Street near the Cambridge Common. So at the meeting, you can learn more about the project here, about the feedback community members have given so far see some street layout concepts, ask questions and provide feedback. So like I said, if you don't, if you would prefer to go to Bollywood, um, you can always just catch up with the meeting uh, online. They post them 
um, and tweet them. So come on down to the Bollywood folks. <laughs> come on down, get some samosas, check out Nazarene's outfit. Right? <laughs> a, lot a lot of fun. Exactly, exactly. So I, um, we do not have another city council meeting until August. So we are going to take a short break, but we promise that we will come back. Um, we'll be back sooner for sure. We'll be back sooner. And seriously, if you have TV recommendations that are serotonin based, not serial killer, not monsters, not, I just want happy, please tweet at me. Um, at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And you can tweet at me as well, at Mayor Siddiqui. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a a very safe and happy rest of your July, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Take care.